This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Hi, Tim. Hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I just waved, and you're like, why is your hand oh, moving? Why is he moving his hand in front of my face? All right, what's going on here? Well, since we got in the room, I've just been looking at my computer, and we've been whatever. I'm just making eye contact yeah, with For the you. first time in yeah. 30 minutes. Hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> Isn't that pathetic? We can be in a room together for, like, a long time. You know, how can guys do that? But I don't know. Women can't do that. They've got to have that eye contact. They've got to have that facial expression. We're just so yeah. less relational. Uh, I think we're less complicated. Preach. <laughs> All right. Well, here's our question we're for today. We're getting in trouble on light of that one. All right. <laughs> Moving right along to our question. Where does science tie into creation? Yeah. So let's just um, let's keep this as simple as possible because, um, Tim, are, are you a scientist? I am not a scientist. I am not a scientist either. I like science. Yeah, for sure. But that doesn't make me a scientist. Correct. Uh, nor I. And uh, so I think there are some really simple things like guidelines that we can give to Christians who also are not scientists to say, right. hey, um, I think these can guide you. And, um, and so here's the – there's two simple things. Number one, never, ever, ever be afraid of a scientific fact. Exactly. So we serve the God who created science. And when the Lord speaks, science does whatever God has predetermined it to mm -hmm. do, you know? So as a Christian, um, the sciences should never discourage us. And we do have to recognize, though, um, that some things are postured as facts, but are really actually maybe not a fact, but Correct. a hopeful conclusion, yes. a theory, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, I think I love the way you said it a few weeks ago in a sermon. We're not afraid as Christians. We should never be afraid with science facts. Mm. The problem that as Christians we should have is sometimes where those facts are then taken. Mm. So the fact is this, but that leads some people to conclude something that's not clearly yep. scientific. Yeah, which brings us to the second thing. So the first thing is never be afraid of a scientific fact from archaeology, from biology, chemistry, doesn't matter. Um, never be afraid of them. Um, but we have to be able to make a clear distinction between data, yes. which is, we'll just say, facts that are provable and theories or narratives. Like a detective, right? A detective is going to gather the facts and he or she is going to try to tell a story with these facts. But the story is a theory. Right. And, and the idea here is to find the best theory, but it's still a theory. Mm -hmm. And the theory is not a fact. So it's really difficult for a lot of Christians is that um, we find ourselves rejecting modern scientific theory, which is always evolving, haha pun, and yes. changing, uh -huh. um, but not rejecting the scientific facts. And people are, I think, cornered to believe that if I reject the theory, I'm anti-science. Oh, mm -hmm. no, I'm anti-scientific, modern scientific narratives Narrative. by and large, yes. but not the facts. And then there's this really, really fuzzy science that I think most people just have to be honest about, which a lot of the dating science is, I think it's overstating the overstating the case to call it science because mm -hmm. it is one of the most controversial, inconclusive, and inconsistent sciences of carbon dating. But and, the way it is presented is it is presented as science. The, the narrative of billions of years yep. or at least millions upon millions of years um, it, it is a narrative that is not based on scientific fact. 
Correct. And I get that the process is rooted in some things that scientists believed were true. But over time, you find um, very, very modern um, artifacts are um, identified as being thousands and thousands and tens of thousands or even millions of years old, which shows that there's just some inconsistency in the process. And I don't know, I'm not going to build my entire view of the history of our world based on something that is already really controversial. Right. And there is all kinds of controversial literature on carbon-14 dating. Mm-hmm. Is it factual or is it theory? Right. And again, I'm not—so this is where I, we're stuck, right? Yeah. I'm not a scientist, but I can say this. I'm not right now going to abandon what the Word of God teaches because of an already very controversial science of dating. Yeah. If you take a wrong fact, if you will, which I guess it ceases to be a fact, mm-hmm. but you take a wrong piece of information and you believe it's a fact and then you build a narrative off of that, well, your narrative is going to be, wrong. be wrong. And which is why like, we want to make sure that we are never anti-science, but we highly question things that are inconclusive, like carbon dating. So I'm not going to be able to even make a good defense and a scientist, you know, I could sit down with a hundred scientists and I will never carry my own weight in the discussion, mm-hmm. but I do know enough to know that it's controversial. And so I want to look at every Christian and say, never. Never, ever, ever, ever be afraid of the data. Yes. Never be afraid of a scientific fact. Um, But uh, like in archaeology, right? Archaeologists are regularly trying to take facts and tell stories with them. Mm -hmm. And it's a really hard science to tell stories when you're thousands of years removed from a civilization and their culture and their ebbs and flows and their values and their daily rhythms. Mm -hmm. And, And so you find pottery and inscriptions and you do the best you can with that. But realizing that whether it's archaeology or it's astronomy or it's dating or it's geology, that the facts should never scare us. Right. And I have no issues saying to somebody, you can't prove that. Mm-hmm. You can't prove that the earth is 13 billion years old and you can't prove what happened at the Big Bang or whatever right. there was. Because you, you were there you, you and no one there, else was. You know? And then I'm going to give just a third fact that I think as we think about science um, needs to guide the theist. And yeah. this fact is that we serve a God who can do anything. The very nature of a miracle is that a miracle violates the laws. The that, natural laws that yeah. God has set forth. Right. And somebody would say, uh, why can God break his own laws? Well, because he's God. Well, he's the one that made the law. Yeah, and they're not moral laws. They're functioning laws. Correct. And so when, when God makes a law that um, helps the earth function in a normal way, he's allowed to break those laws. And so we serve a God. Uh, if you believe that there is a God who can actually create the sun, mm-hmm. um, then doggone it, that God can probably do most things. Yeah. And um, it's it's not a problem for God to create the world with the appearance of age. It's not a problem for um, God to create a man and a woman. It's not a problem for God to do it in six days. And mm-hmm. God could do whatever he wants. And so if if we always have on the table, we serve a God capable of anything, then, um, yeah, the, then really the first two points that I made, which is never be afraid of a fact and distinguish between data and narratives— mm-hmm. Um, work really well. And uh, if the Christian keeps those kind of three things, never be afraid of facts, data versus narratives, and we serve a God who can do anything. You may not agree with someone. They may even call you anti-science because you don't like contemporary theory. Well, in 50 years, they're going to be mocked for their contemporary theory. (laughs) Yeah. Scientific uh, theory is going to change as it has over the last couple hundred years. Yep. But if we keep those three things in check, I think we would do really well. And um, you'll find that you can go to secular universities and sit in their science classes mm-hmm. and their geology classes, and and you will very quickly be able to discern the difference between their narratives and their data. Yes, absolutely. Listeners, thanks for listening. Hopefully this has been helpful. I want to put out a little disclaimer right now about our next question for our next time. So listeners, 
If you've got small children, please mute this or get them out of the room. The question next time will be, can we have sex on the Sabbath? <laughs> What does a rhetorical question and a joke have in common? I don't know what. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. <laughs>